about what dress code to go by now that you're working in your virtual home office? I get it. It is confusing because the lines between home and office have become blurred right now now that we're all working from our virtual offices. But fret no more because today in the Waste Up Wardrobe Studio, I'm going to detail for you how to dress appropriately and on brand. But stick around and we're going to share that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartanian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. We're here back in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio. And today we're going to talk about decoding the dress code for the camera. So, you know, we all know about the traditional dress code, but today we're going to talk about it specifically while you're in your virtual office. But first, let me just say that we are so thrilled that you're here today. We're thrilled that you're part of the Waste Up Wardrobe community. This is a podcast that's designed to really help its audience create an outstanding Zoom meeting room and to show up on brand. So everything around you in this box is an extension of yourself and your brand. And we all, we pay attention to at Waste Up Wardrobe and we do our episodes to instruct you and educate you on how to really make this a dynamic and a great studio. And also we give you tools and links and information to create this great studio. So look at Waste Up Wardrobe as a series of episodes that if you watched each of them in a, in a, in a, in a, in conjunct, like in one after the other in a series, you can learn a new piece, a new building block that you can use to building that successful Zoom room. But also look at it as if you want to just explore one topic, for instance, like today's topic, just how to dress for the camera or your profession, the dress code, you can pull that episode out or you can download it on iTunes and you can get educated by it. So we support is here to serve its audience to dominate from behind the desk. So welcome everyone. Caroline Cecil's on. Thank you for being here. I hope that I hope that we can answer any questions, but also give you a lot of value here today. I also want to mention my very awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always here and in the green room. And I'm hoping that he will have an opportunity to banter a little bit with him because I have a lot to pick his brain about when it comes to dress code, because as you're going to see, dress code is a sliding scale. There is no one correct answer of how to dress in the office, whether you're in a virtual office or in the traditional world. So we're going to explore all of that today. You know, we are always trying to give you value. And so we want this to be a dialogue. We want your comments and your questions. So put your comments and your questions in the comment box and let us know what you're thinking. Let us know if you have a question that we can answer and and do it right while we're on live but also 
this episode will be on replay in the Waste Up Wardrobe Facebook page, as all of them are. And we are on iTunes, so download us. And if you're so inclined, subscribe and give us a review and rate us. Okay, the way I'm going to run today's show is I want to talk about the most frequently asked questions when it comes to dress code in the workplace, but also very specifically dress code in the virtual workspace. So, you know, I'm going to start as I start everything with how do we define dress, dress code? What is the definition of it? Well, I mean, I think that's pretty common knowledge for most people. It really is a group of guidelines depending on your profession of how to show up when you're in the traditional working world, right? We are, we're familiar with that. And the spectrum is, there's a wide range. There's a, a long spectrum of what that entails. It starts at business formal to um, a little bit less of a, a formal, so more business, to business casual, to casual. And there are some areas in between. So how do we figure that out? And Summer is on right now, and she is giving us a high five. Hi, sister. And uh, we're very excited to have you here. Thank you, Summer, for um, for being here. And please put those comments in the box. And we appreciate all the support. And, you know, we want to make sure that we answer any questions. So, you know, what the dress code is really depends on your line of work, what profession you're in, but prof profession you're in. But let me also say what what dress code is not. It's not showing up in your pajamas, even though we are live streaming or teleconferencing from home. It's not showing up in a top that has holes in it or your comfies that you wear to bed or around the house. Those are the things that a proper dress code for the office, no matter what office you're in, is not. It's not wearing your cute summer shirt either. So it's really about showing up properly, well-dressed, but also aligned with the business that you're in. So that's the thing that makes it different for everybody. And what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, why do, let's talk about companies. Why does a company have a dress code? And partly if you're in a big company where you, you sort of have a dress code or even a uniform, the company leaders want to make sure that you don't have to worry about what you're wearing, that you're always a billboard for their brand. So they put you in a uniform or they give you a swag to wear so that you can carry forth their brand and extend their brand. Oh, thank you, Summer. She is commenting on my outfit <laughs> and my t-shirt. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why I'm dressed the way I am and how it aligns with my work. And so companies, they set guidelines because they don't want their employees to worry about what to wear. They want them really to focus on the job. It's easy to do that if you're part of a big workforce in a company because, you know, um, it's standard. Sometimes they issue uniforms or certain polo short shirts or swag that represents the brand or a branded with logo. So it makes it really easy. Why traditionally we have a dress code? Well, there's a lot of reasons for that. But, it, you know, I think employers or even people who are independently employed or business owners, they want to show up in a way that gives confidence to their you know, clients, to their potential clients and their colleagues. They want people to perceive them like they're an authority in the industry. And one of the most important ways to do that is, of course, your image and the way you dress is a big part of your image. So that is really the purpose of a dress code. And one of the things that I really think is a general rule, if, if you want to have a rule of thumb, is you want to dress like you would 
outside you in your virtual office like you would outside of the office so if you were you know if you're used to dressing in a suit outside of the office it is appropriate especially and also depending on your audience especially depending on your audience that you'd wear a suit on camera now do you always have to do that no it really depends on the audience and that's what i mean by that and that's a general rule you do want to maintain that same level of dress code whether you are in or out of the office so Let's talk about attorneys, for instance. Attorneys show up in court and they are required and expected to be in a suit, whether male or female. Men are, are expected to show up in a shirt and tie. Women are expected to be in a suit, usually very traditionally a matching you know, uh, suit and bottom. And in some very, very traditional courtrooms, some judges don't even want women wearing pants. Although, you know, in the modern world now, that is not such a big deal. But there was a time where even women wearing pants in a courtroom was not appropriate. But wearing a suit is key when you're a, an attorney or somebody who is in a CFO position or an executive. That is very appropriate and very much the same way you'd have to show up in the same way on a virtual call. So say you're showing up in court. Yes, the judge wants you to show up in a shirt and tie for the gentleman. And yes, for the ladies, he wants you to show up just as formally as you would show up in his courtroom live. So those are things that are really not very flexible, especially in a very super business formal industry like the law but there are different industries and like i said dressing up really depends on the industry so let's talk for instance about somebody who's always in the field say you are somebody who goes out to give bids to clients you are you know you show up on on sites with jeans and a t-shirt and rugged shoes and that is your attire for work if you were having a conversation and doing a proposal online virtually you will show up in the same way because that aligns with the brand and it aligns with your line of work. Now, again, the general rule of it has to be neat and not wrinkled and has to look representable. Maybe it's branded with your logo or the company's logo. So it does have to be neat, not wrinkled and all, all those things, but a t-shirt and jeans in those instances is perfectly appropriate. And there's this, you know, we actually, especially in California, but generally speaking, are moving more towards a lot of casual dress, even in the traditional workforce. It gets even more confusing, right? Because some offices allow business casual on a Friday. So what is business casual? Business casual is more of like a dark pair of jeans with a great blazer and a blouse for women. For gentlemen, it could be a great pair of jeans with a sweater. And that is considered business casual. And so if you are speaking to colleagues and it's you know business casual day, it's very appropriate to line that up with that. And so depending on the profession you're in, depending on your audience, your attire when you show up on a virtual call to teleconference is gonna vary. And you know, I there's a whole industry, the whole technology industry that intrigues me so much. Many of the um, you know gamers and people who are in technology that build websites. Well, they're very casual, right? Because generally they don't interface with the client. And I'd love for Rick to come up because that is his industry. And I want to to have a chat with him. Hi, Rick. How are hey, you? How are you, Christine? 
Good. And you're wearing the Waste Up Order branded hat. Uh -huh. <laughs> so today, nice. you, today you're sporting my brand. And so it kind of is like a uniform and you're showing up on a virtual, you know, live stream in that way because you are an independent contractor and you do this type of work for your clients. And but you are very casual most of the time because you're in your office. So can you tell us a little bit about what, how you feel that impacts your uh, dress code? Well, from, for, for me, I came from the corporate world, so I can totally relate to dressing up in suits and ties and, and all that sort of swag. And now that I'm working out of my home office, it is a much more casual industry that I'm involved in. However, there are some instances where I do have to suit up a little bit, depending upon the level of client that I'm servicing. But for the most part, when I'm interfacing with the client, it's usually behind the scenes. It's in a much more casual environment because I'm prepping them for something bigger. Like like when, when you and I began talking about the show. Well, I mean, you pretty much have known me to be a casual dresser anyway. And I don't really change that because that's I'm in my... I'm, I'm in my, you know, arena of technology and that sort of thing. And like you said, most, most tech nerds don't really dress up that much. <laughs> so yeah. very casual. So for me in my, in my particular industry, it's, it's very rare where I really have to suit up, you know, with a, with a tie, if it's appropriate, I'm talking to, you know, a, a, a big fish, then of course I'll, I'll put on a jacket, have, have a nice shirt on, but it's usually a casual shirt, nice clean t-shirt maybe, or even just an open collared shirt. So for me, you, I have to look at the total landscape of the client or the person that I'm interfacing with and then dress appropriately to that. That's exactly you know what I mean when I say audience, right? It depends mm -hmm. on your audience. And it's interesting because you used to be in the corporate world yeah. and used to wear the suit and tie and your, you know, your life and, uh, and uh, line of work evolved into freelance and independent contractor. So, and very much em with the emphasis on technology. So I think it's interesting that you've been on both sides of the, of the, of the work force in terms of, you know, the spectrum of a dress code. And um, of course, it's, I, I don't know, some people favor casual and some people favor, favor formal. I always love to dress up. And I know that a lot of people really like to be casual. So I don't know which part, which end of the spectrum you like best, but it really doesn't depend on that. It depends on who your audience is, right? If that you're doing a proposal to somebody and you want to impress them, you want to, you know, be in your best, you want to put your best image forward. Here's one rule that I have that, you know, if, which is one of the biggest takeaways from today. Of course, we're not wrapping up yet, but this is a really important thing. I truly believe that a blazer put on anything instantly up levels a cre the credibility of the person wearing it. I don't know why it does that, but that's the effect. And when I style my clients um, through Jade for All Seasons, my overarching company, I really pay attention to, especially entrepreneurs and uh, people who own their own businesses. I really pay attention to, 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 you know, placing in their wardrobe a few great blazers that fit them really well, that are structured and look very sharp because you can be wearing a t-shirt as I am right now and you put a blazer on and it instantly up levels the look, it instantly up levels your credibility with people. So 
that is one thing that, you know, if you're wearing a t-shirt and you decide you want to, you're going to be talking to one of your, you know, your big clients, you would probably throw a blazer on it and you are ready to go. Even if you're wearing like a white t-shirt underneath it, it's still casual, but it's like business casual. So, so that's interesting. So everybody that listens to this should really own a blazer or two. The other thing about that's great about a blazer, it's very structured. So it gives you a really great silhouette. And uh, Caroline Cecil is agreeing with that. Yeah, she, so Caroline is, I know Caroline because she's my sister. <laughs> and um, she is a, a, a CFO executive, but also, you know, services a lot of different clients. And she understands the, the importance of a blazer and how that can up-level your look going in and out of meetings and really switching from one audience to the next. So one of the things I also want to remind the audience is that, you really don't always, if you, even if you are in a, in a very business formal business, you don't have to always be wearing a suit. So for instance, let's take a financial planner. If a financial planner is having a meeting with the big leaders of the company, yes, wear a suit and tie. <laughs> Please do that because you can never be overdressed. And that is true. Of course, if you're amongst if you're going out in the field and everybody is dressed, you know, out in the field and you're, 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 you're communicating with people that are generally very, very casual, then you probably want to dress a little bit more equal to them. But if you are communicating with your leaders in your company or the, your bosses, you want to be in the most professional attire. And that for gentlemen is a, a shirt and tie. But say, you know, you're an executive or a finance professional and you're, you're meeting with your team. Do you still have to dress in a suit and tie? Well, here's the thing. You don't have to be appearing in front of them just like your boss, but you also want to be setting the tone for how you want them to appear. So if you really want them to appear in front of most everybody as they represent your brand or your company or your team, really, really formal, then yes, wear that suit and tie to be the leader and the example for them. But if you are having and there's an understanding that it's okay for them to dress a little bit down, you can wear a suit, a blazer with an open collar, with a you know collared shirt, and no tie needed because you're meeting with your company team members. So it, see, it's really important to think about who your audience is and what your line of work is. So those are the two things that you weigh in on when deciding you know, how should I show up today for uh, what is at hand on camera? And Caroline is saying definitely instantly puts you in a business mindset to up level and to be wearing your best formal attire and blazer. Uh, and then Kristen says, I love the blazer over anything style, but in the summer here in Florida, it's just too hot for a blazer in most cases. Yeah, I, I agree. And that is a dilemma, but here's the thing. I don't know that the climate should impact how you show up on camera. You know, if you are going to court, you still have to wear a suit, whether you are, you live in, you know, Alaska or Florida, I, you know, you do have to still show up in very business formal attire. So my recommendation for that is still invest in that blazer, but maybe a lightweight blazer. So there are so many options for women, especially you can do, yeah, Caroline is actually, she took the words out of my mouth, but you can invest in a linen blazer, a cotton blazer, a light colored blazer. Those are all really great substitutes for that heavy winter fabric and you know and, and they work great linen especially now linen tends to be a little bit wrinkly but if you're okay with that it's still a very great and appropriate way to show up but 
cotton is probably better. It has a little bit more structure, especially the firmer cottons and lighter tones, you know, like maybe uh, winter whites, like ivories or, you know, blue sky blues, things like that. So I would compensate for the the weather element with the, the fabric that you choose and the tones and colors that you choose. But I do believe that if your line of work requires you to be in a suit, you should still do it, even if it isn't as comfortable as you want it to be. So, so Kristen, you know, she, she reiterates, this is a good idea. And uh, I hope that you're able to put that into practice, uh, Kristen, if you ever have to wear a suit. Of course, Kristen is in, is a pet influencer. So her line of work is, you know, it goes from business to business casual to very formal when she makes her TV appearances. So she probably in her wardrobe has a full spectrum of attire. And that is exactly what I would recommend. You have to have different different types of clothing in your in your in your repertoire so that you can, you know, be appropriate in every arena. So Kristen is asking, do they make tissue paper blazers laugh out loud maybe um maybe you know she, she she is really concerned about the heat but you know you're not the only one kristen in a lot of places arizona texas we are always concerned even california with how warm it gets and you're working so you want to be comfortable so i totally respect that that thought and i've really had a lot of success with having those lightweight blazers and there are paper thin blazers that you can invest in there's so many options there are like rayons and um and jersey materials and 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 really lightweight fabrics that you can invest in if you really need to be in a blazer and hi jan jan peters is on she's saying hello and Kristen is 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 giving the linen blazers a thought so we we'll definitely can talk about that so again just as a summing up this point when you're considering what to wear on camera and show up on camera with because of course it is a little bit different we have a tendency to want to be more casual on camera because we're at home right you wake up you get ready, you know, you do your early morning routine, but then you're like, well, I'm at home. I can just lounge on my sofa. But remember, this is waste up wardrobe. And waste up wardrobe is about how to dominate in the virtual working world. And, you know, being in your comfies, in your loungewear is not appropriate unless you're having a conversation with your sisters or your girlfriends. And then it's very appropriate. But as a professional, you really need to pay attention to showing up just on, just as you would outside of the office on camera. You know, uniforms are a great way to, to keep your team members aligned with your brand. So it doesn't work for everybody because not everybody has a team that is, is supposed to be in uniform. Now you can have uniform guidelines, like certain colors they're allowed to wear. If you go to hair salons, you'll notice they, you know, everybody's wearing black or everybody is wearing one single singular color. So that's one way to set a dress code so that it's easy for people to comply with. Because let's be honest, you're not going to be policing your, your team members and every call that they're making and every interaction they have with your vendors and with your clients and with the people that you are, you want to be associating with. So setting some guidelines for team members is a really good way to do it. And being that example, when you're meeting with them, it's a really good idea to be dressed in a way that reflects how you want them to show up. That's a really good rule of thumb to go by, by the way, because if they see you doing it 
they will get inspired, first of all. And then they'll also, it's kind of like a nonverbal message from you that this is what I'm expecting. This is how I'm showing up. And I really expect for you to show up the same way. Don't show up in your pajamas when I'm dressed in a um, dressy blouse and, and conferencing with you. So that is, you know, something to consider. Uniforms like logoed polo shirts and calves make it even more easy for you to instruct your team members and your associates to show up on, on camera. And in the industries that really that would be in that arena are like, you know, car dealerships or, you know, um, big companies that are manufacturers, those people, even like dog companies. I mean, there's so many companies that where we're setting and giving them swag and uh, branded clothing will be really appropriate and easy for them to focus on the job and just not have to think about what to wear. You know, and, and like I said, the, the dilemma is that the lines between home and office are blurred and we want to really make sure that our team members and are not showing up in a way that detracts from our brand and detracts from our message and, and shows our client that we don't really care about them. We don't feel like they are important enough to show up professionally. That is what image really says. Your image is, is really important in, in, in showing people who you are, communicating with them, how much you care about them and how you show up for them really matters. So we talked about aligning what you wear with your line of work. If you are in the courtroom, you want to be very formal. If you're out in the field, jeans, a clean t-shirt and rugged, uh, uh, rugged shoes are totally appropriate. Now, again, we're talking about showing up on camera. So even if you are somebody who's out in the field, if you are, you know, having a conversation with your contractors or your team members, you show up in the same attire that you would show up if you were out, you know, outside in traditional world. And that's the idea. So I'm a stylist, I'm a personal stylist. And for me, I have to dress a little bit in congruency with being a little bit on trend and also creating a signature style for myself. And the reason is because I, <laughs> I preach everybody should have a signature style. And if I preach that, I have to live it. So you could see I'm wearing a vintage t-shirt and I have my blazer on it for, you know, higher credibility and it's pink, which is bright and fun, which maybe if I was in a courtroom, I would not wear that. So my old days as an attorney, I would not wear a hot pink uh, blazer, but in this arena, it's perfectly appropriate. And, you know, I'm wearing my big statement earrings. This is my signature. This is what make, gives me my signature look. And for what I do, for the line of work that I do, for what I promote to my clients, I'm completely aligned with my brand. And I probably would have never worn earrings of this scale in the courtroom in my lawyering days. So as you can see, there's, this is how you mold your look for the, cam for the profession you're in and for your camera audience. So Caroline is saying, I've noticed changes in my staff's wardrobe as I set the tone for caring about my my office appearance. It's actually elevated their mood and performance. Absolutely. I mean, that's what everything that I do revolves around how the outside style impacts your inside style, about how the outside style gives you confidence. And when you have this confidence, you, you people who are interacting with you, they see that. They read it. They read it in your body language. They read it in your languaging. And they read it in the way you show up. So that's definitely, I totally, totally agree. And like we, we talked with Rick, somebody in the technology field, you know, he shows up with his t-shirt, 
the cap he's wearing for me as part of my brand. So in this, in this arena and in this scope, he's actually my team member and he's wearing my branded hat. So that's where, that's how that shows up for me and him being a team member for me on my, as my producer, but he, you know, he's pretty casual most of the time. And that is perfectly acceptable and almost expected. I mean, I think it would be very strange for him to show up with a colleague uh, dressed in a suit and tie, you know, they're talking about maybe a, a project for, for a customer and he's wearing his suit and tie and his colleague is wearing a t-shirt because that's what the industry calls for. But, and that's what brings me to this next point. Sometimes you have to dress in alignment with the person that you are conversing with because otherwise it makes them feel strange. So if you, like I said, are, are conversing with an equal, a colleague, somebody you're working on a project with, you, you want to dress pretty aligned with them. You don't want to be in a shirt and tie and they're in their t-shirt and, you know, outdoor, uh, casual field work clothes. You want to keep it pretty aligned. If you don't know, if you don't know how somebody's going to show up and if you don't know how to show up yourself, the secret is always dress a little bit more formal than you think you should. Okay. And if you're wearing something and you feel like it's inappropriate, it probably isn't appropriate. <laughs> So if you're wearing, like, for instance, if you are um, a, a lady and you wore off the shoulder and off the shoulder top and you're going on camera to, on a very conservative television broadcast network, say you're, you know, you're being interviewed. Yeah. If it feels like, well, my shoulders feel bare. I mean, I like this top. It's something I would wear normally. But if it's feeling like it's questionable, it probably is for the arena and the, and the place that you're in. So it's always about really thinking about where are you speaking? Who are you speaking to and what your line of work is? So keeping those thoughts in mind will kind of keep you on track. And if you're ever in doubt, just dress a little bit more formal than you think you should. So for instance, if you think you should be dressing, you think the person is going to show up in a formal attire, then and you're used to dressing in business casual, dress a little bit more formal. You know, you don't have to wear a tie, but maybe wear the collared shirt and the blazer. So those are things to really consider as you navigate through the virtual world, because it is a little bit harder thinking that we are so used to just being home and we should be relaxed at home. But the truth is you are in your office when you're in your home office and you should actually carry yourself that way. So even in the doctor, in the, in the medical industry, can medical doctors, while they are teleconferencing with their, with their patients show up in scrubs or a lab coat? Yeah, absolutely. That is their uniform, so to speak. Can they show up in a shirt and tie? Sure. I know a lot of physicians that will do that. So it, Either of those things is very acceptable because it is aligned with the industry and the line of work. How about a therapist? So that's an interesting one, I think, because, you know, in therapy now there's a lot of telemedicine going on. And in therapy, it is a very relaxed environment. Um, I think most therapists have couches. They want to make their uh, patients feel very comfortable. But again, you want to be appropriate. So as a therapist, you want to dress, you know, like you would in your office, pretty casual, but maybe a little bit business casual and not too too, too casual. Because I feel like with a therapist, because it's such an intimate relationship between the patient and client, that you kind of have to definitely make sure that they feel like you're being professional. And I don't know if that's like a personal opinion of mine. I mean, I, I know it is, but I don't know if it's like a personal feeling. But I feel like if I was talking to a therapist, I don't want them showing up in their loungewear. 
It just feels weird, I think. But showing up in what they would show up on a regular day would be great. Oh, PK Odal is on. And she says, I always heard if you're an office employee who wants to be a manager, dress like a manager in the office the, the, like um, dress like the manager that the office uh, manager would dress like. And that is amazing advice. It's exactly true. It's exactly aligned with what I said earlier about, you know, if you're talking to a t your team and you want them to act in a certain way, you expect a certain kind of conduct, a certain kind of attire, you need to be the example of that. You need to um, inspire them to dress the way you do or inspire them not to eat while you're on camera. So if you're eating while you're on camera, I know you're the boss and I get it. You have the ability to do that, but then they're going to think it's okay for them to eat on camera. And generally when you're having a productive meeting, I mean, if we're in the traditional workforce and we're around a conference table, we're not generally eating unless we're doing like an all day, you know, uh, mastermind or something like that. So, so definitely how you want your team uh, members to show up is a really important thought that you should give thought to in the way that you are acting. So you act the way you want them to, because you want them to reflect that same attire and behavior. You know, teachers, you know, teachers also should be showing up in a certain way. I mean, that is, that's a given because teachers are, are leaders, whether they like it or not, they are leading young, impressionable minds and they need to show up looking appropriate, but they also have to be comfortable. I mean, even in a classroom setting, a teacher dresses business, definitely business casual. I mean, dresses and, you know, denim jackets and flats. So, so a teacher has that line of work where she's supposed to, or he or she is supposed to be comfortable. And the same goes for if she's on, on teleconference with a, with a, with a student. So just keeping that in mind. So Diane is here and Diane is saying, I always dress based on my client. If they were more casual, I dressed more casual. If I was meeting with a professional, I dress up. I try to hit that with my online video meetings as well. Absolutely, 100%. That's exactly what we were saying, Diane. You are right on. You get, you totally get it. You want to match what your client is, uh, how your client is showing up because you want them to have that confidence in you. And you want to also not be too intimidating, too overdressed because then, you know, that might feel uncomfortable for them. So that is a real, if you can sense what your client is like or how they're going to show up, then that's a great way and a rule of thumb to follow. So that's, that's amazing. So we talked about teachers, but students, people, students are showing up inappropriately all over the country, you know, uh, and, and it's hard because as adults, even as adults, we don't know the lines are blurred for us as adults. So, you know, no wonder students could be confused. So a lot of students that are teleconferencing from home into classrooms, they have a dress code. They have been given one. They need to, if they're a uniform school, they need to show up in at least the uniform top, right? Or a top that is branded with school logo. So they need to show up that way. If, if they don't have a dress code, I think it's really incumbent and, and it's the onus is on the teacher to really set those ground rules and to tell them how to show up, to show up dressed you know, with an appropriate top, appropriate clothes, to be wearing pants um, and to, you know, maybe groom their hair. So those kind of things, I think, because we, again, we're in this area that is unknown still, we're still navigating through it. I think a lot of people really need to be told how to do it. So students, students out there, 
make sure you show up just like you would show up in the classroom and, and really give that classroom the same respect that you would have given if you were in a traditional classroom. So, you know, we talked about leading the team in the classroom, and I hope that as we've talked through these things, that we understand that dependent on the audience that we have, dependent on the line of work that we do, that, that are, those are the two factors that really influence uh, what we pick to wear on camera. So just keep those two ideas in mind. And if you put those two things into practice, you'll find that it will start becoming second nature because you all, you know, you'll know what to do now that you kind of have a guideline and that you, you have something to go by. And if you're not sure about what to dress, you want to dress it just a little bit more formal than you think you need to. That is really another really good rule of thumb because it helps us not have to think about it. It's kind of a universal rule is if you aren't sure, just dress a little bit more formal than you would normally. Again, with clients, you want to portray the image that, they, that they're portraying. So reflect that back to them. And the other thing about dressing like the, your clients is that they're saying that your clients are having your team members dress the same is it really puts everybody on the same playing field, especially if we're talking about team, right? If everybody is dressed the same, then really all you have to focus on is the job at hand. You don't have to worry about clothes. You know, nobody's uh, thinking, oh, you know, Carol is dressed very way down and, you know, and Phil is dressed way up. You know, it's, you, you keep everybody on the same playing field and really all you have to focus on is the work. This also begs the question, does an employer really care about how you're showing up? Yes, they care. They really do. And they really appreciate it if you up-level your image on Zoom because they're not there to police you. They're not there to enforce a dress code. But if they get reviews from clients and colleagues and vendors that you are showing up really put together and super professionally, that is a bonus for you. If you don't dress well or properly for the camera, that detracts from your professionalism. And that's a negative signal that you're sending your audience, whether it's a client or a colleague or a team member. So those are the two reasons really why this is so important. And as an employee, it matters. It should matter to you that you're representing your company in a great light and that you're representing your company in the best way so that you can really, really, you know, get that, the recognition for being an outstanding employee or team member. So Diane here added, proper attire also pertains to your background and what people will see in your video, like open closets, unmade bed, papers. Absolutely. We have full episodes, Diane, on a lot of these topics. We have a full episode dedicated to set design and how to make that align with your brand because that is an extension of you. Whatever's in this box, is an extension of you. And having piles and piles of paper on your desk does send a message uh, about you. Are you messy? Are you unorganized? Do you want your boss to think that of you? So all those things that you mentioned are absolutely true. And one more thing I need everybody to remember is that when you throw a blazer on, a t-shirt, a blouse, or anything really a dress, it instantly up-levels your credibility. So what's the moral of the story? Invest in a blazer, even if you don't wear it, but a few times when you're really trying to show up professionally, like you're doing a big proposal or you're trying to get a big job or something like that, you want to throw that blazer on. 
So I'm going to put out there that, of course, I have a giveaway today. It's a 30-minute strategy session with me so we can talk about what your dress code should be, how to align it with the work that you do, and talk about the audiences that you usually talk to. So I am giving this a comp- giving a complimentary 30-minute strategy session to whoever puts the, the hashtag dress code and shine in the comment box. Put that in the comment box, dress code and shine. And I will then contact you to book a 30-minute strategy session. We could talk about your dress code as it pertains to your line of work and what could be ideal for you to show up super credible and great. So the the hashtag is hashtag dress code and shine, and it'll be open until the end of the day. The offer is open until the end of the day. It is complimentary, and I will reach out to you to schedule that. But as you all know, we always wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And today's biggest takeaway is, think about this. The biggest takeaway is keep a blazer around. (laughs) Keep I don't think I reiterated that enough, but keep a blazer that you feel you look great and around hanging in your office closet because there's going to come a day where you're going to show up on camera with somebody you really want to impress and really want to show up on point for, and you can throw that blazer on and it will do the trick. So if you if you do nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this conversation, a blazer will change the way people perceive you when it comes to credibility. A couple tips. Okay. So I think, you know, the getting that blazer is going to be an important tip for you to 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 do. But also think about if you're getting dressed up and you're not sure what to wear, dress just a little bit more formally than you normally would. And this is the other tip. The other tip is if you are dressed in something and it doesn't feel right, you're questioning it, it probably isn't appropriate. And Diane is going to take our advice and she's going to she's going to dig out those blazers, laugh out loud. Yes, I know. You know, honestly, Diane, just one blazer, just have it right there because it really does make a big difference in the way people perceive you. And finally, oh, and tools. So I have a tool that we're going to put the link in to in the comment box in um later. And it is a link to a blog post that I did called What Not to Wear in the Workplace. So Even though it was written for the traditional office, it totally applies to in or out of the office, whether you're in a virtual office setting or in a traditional world setting. So definitely that will be linked here in the comment box. Go to my blog, read it. It's a really fun read. It's an easy read, but it gives you some really good takeaways. So that will be linked here as a tool. And finally, action items. Go buy the blazer. If you don't have it, try and dig it out of your closet. Okay, Diane, but if you don't have it, Go buy one and invest in one. And there you have it. The Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. And, uh, you know, oh, and uh, one more thing before I, I conclude, Diane is saying, it's usually too hot for blazers in Arizona. Absolutely. We had this conversation earlier in the episode. And the solution for that, Diane, is we want you to maybe acquire a lightweight blazer, like a, one made of linen or a thin material, a light color, so that it doesn't feel that way. And you're not going to be wearing it all the time, just for those really key, important calls that you think you know you need to, to, to up-level for. To wrap up, that was our weekly waste up. Uh, wardrobe wrap up. And I am so thrilled that you're here. 
We are on iTunes, Virtual Nation. We're on iTunes. Go download Waste Up Wardrobe. Subscribe to our channel. And if you're so inclined, rate it and review it. We'd really appreciate that. Or go to the Facebook page. You can Our replays always live there. Thank you for joining us today. But don't forget to tune in next week. Next week, I will be interviewing a very special guest on Zoom fatigue. You know, we've had an episode on the emotional effects of uh, being on Zoom all day long, but this is a different perspective and a really special guest from Canada who gives us a different perspective on what it feels like to be in Zoom fatigue and what to do to counteract that. And that's going to happen next week, same time, same place, Thursday, 1130, December 17th. Join us here in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio and invite a friend. Mm -hmm.